Like a bad habit, but better than you've ever had it. You are rocking with the Wednesday Night A Show, the AE Double Dudes. It's me, you, and the two Zoobs, too. The Sword and Shield are here to guide you through Dynamite top to bottom. It's me, Uturusinza, Josh Custodio, and the man of 100 likes, my big brother, with a bit of a new setup going on. He's the Zoobs. Happy Wrestling Brand 4000, Zoobs. It is our 4,000th episode of a double dudes wrestling brain all of our properties together how how do you feel about that and how are you doing tonight they said we were crazy for doing 20 episodes of our show for every one episode of their show they said that was crazy they said that's crazy and now here we look at us now four thousand episodes better four thousand episodes newer uh it's emotional it's a big number obviously on the road to five thousand happy four thousandth episode Thank you, McVander. Huge. Uh, yeah, new, a little bit of a new setup. I remember my light was broken the last two weeks. So I was dealing with, like, I wasn't able right. to really actually light myself properly. And now I can light myself properly. And this is what it looks like. It's a whole new you, and we're thankful for it. But, of course, dudes, it is not just – well, not that we need it. I meant aesthetically we love we love the new lights. Not that we need a new you in any other – I mean, gotcha. the old you was perfect. As is Come the new. On. You are perfect, is what I'm saying. But it's not just the perfect zoobs and the gray ball, of course. And we are joined on Man Behind the Ones and Twos, keeping this show Uncle on Howdy the rails. Just hit Sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt. That's damn true. <laughs> Matt Prince, Maddie, how do we find you this fine evening, my friend? Happy Wrestling Brain 4000. In the city of angels! <laughs> Whatever the rest of the quote is. Hey, guys, how's it going? Great, brother. Nice to see you. Both of you have gotten like new lighting in the last two weeks, and uh... I had to pick a bit of a nit. Matt's light is just on. It's, I don't know if it's right. new lighting. He was just right. he was just sitting in the dark. That's true. <laughs> the light's just on. But, well, I mean, that is. I, I don't want to die on a semantic yeah, here, but true. is there new lighting if there was no light there before? Uh, Brainiacs, so course... sound off on how I look in the chat. <laughs> yeah, no one can see you. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. And of course, if you want to hear more of them, a great way to do it and a great way to support the show is down in the sound alerts bar. But Zoops, I want to try something a little different tonight, if you don't mind. Are you are you willing to get a little wacky? I mean, it's after 4,000 episodes, we deserve to experiment a little bit. Let's get to the plugs, subs, follows, all that in a little bit. Let's dive right on, right immediately into the 1 to 7 portion of the scale. People are here on Dynamite 200. They know largely what we do. Let's reward them for it and go right to the Brainiacs and then you, these Zoobs, on a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best. What do you, these Zoobs, and you, the Brainiacs in the chat, rate tonight's episode of AW Dynamite? Maddie, if you'd be so kind, please hit that wonderful, wonderful music. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, come on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, come on. Scores roll in and reread them. That's what we do around these parts. Zoobs, if you don't mind, I'm going to machine gun through the scores and then you can keep track. We'll get an average at the end. Hey, my name is Will Maddie with a seven. Stick bumps the full seven. Trillium McGinnis with a seven. Magoraphobia with a seven. Mod in the house, Maddie Mac with a six. Thank you for keeping this as a transphobia, racism, and homophobia free space and clear of any annoying people. That's our mod, Maddie Mac. 
519 Tobias with a 771 with a six. Dark Lord DDKL with a seven. America so bad with a six. I am A. How about the six Come and a half? Kev Sell with a six and a half. G Richie with a full seven. E Prime with a six. Zach and all the numbers. Doesn't know how to count. Scoots Brother with the seven. Paceball with a give six. Give me Chuck Taylor full or give seven. me death. Jam OJ with a six. Orbit Class with a six. C Suppa 55 with a six. Deesbrecht with a seven. Area Thrasher with a six. The Narwhal with a six. Nakano Huge with a six and a half. Golf London with a six. Quagon Gin Juice with a six and a half. Keek 1717 with a six and a half. Torque Penderloin with a six and a half. Highest Mural with a six and a half. Whoo! Zoops high scores tonight. A lot of high scores tonight. I don't think anybody goes below six. I think we see a lot out, out of the shoot, a ton of sevens. I think a lot of pleased people. Um, interesting, interesting to see some six and a halfs as well. I'm curious where you land. I'm going to do the old before I reveal yep. my feelings here. I'd love to know where you land on uh, a, a landmark, but like a, I guess it is a, 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 a landmark uh, episode of Dynamite. Yeah, it's funny, Zoobs, and I appreciate the chat. Everybody knows I'm not going to extrapolate any further, so I appreciate everybody just giving their scores. But it is interesting, and I think we're sort of rallying here because it's like Dynamite and Dynamite 200. And, that, like, are those graded the same? That's probably a little different for people. For me, rock solid six. I loved parts of this episode. Thought a really bona fide main event. Of course, some of my favorite people getting some shine. There was some stuff I didn't like quite as much as uh, maybe some other people, but we'll get to it. I could be talked up and down and all around uh, some other scores. So I'm giving it a six. How about if I uh, hit her right on back to you, these oops? Classic. What I'm going to do is throw it to you first and then agree with you. Uh, <laughs> see what you have to say. And then, could never go uh... wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm with, I'm with you. Felt six the whole way. I, I, I operate on the like, I know a seven when it's a seven scale. And uh, didn't feel like a six and a half, but like a, a good a good return to six. Like it, we, it had been a couple of weeks of of I think lower scores than than everybody being six or higher. Fun episode. The ending certainly does. It certainly is nice to go off on a high note um, like that with the sheet of win. I think that's really cool. And I think that gives it a, a nice boost late in the show. And I thought similar to you, like I, I, I'm sure they they may line up, but there's some stuff I like really really dug. Like there's some stuff I dug tonight that I more than I had really enjoyed uh, quite a few things um, recently. So I've had some great stuff on this show. Very excited. There's Midge. The stars are in the house. It's Wrestling Brain 4000. Wow, these days Midge doesn't get out of bed too often. Her wanting a little shine and star yeah, power. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm glad my one. ladies maybe feel good enough to do that. Great to see. Uh, I one. love the trope of the big show title change. Uh, I know that it's almost expected on these things to some point, but I like it because when I think of Dynamite 200, and there she goes, just wanted a glimpse of the love. What a, what a diva. Uh, when I think of Dynamite 200, I will think of the end of the Tony Storm title reign. And there's a lot to discuss in there, Zoobs. I could even hear out starting with the main event tonight because what what does that, does that tell us something about Jamie Hayter was the first thing I thought upon the finish. Does this mean, because I thought we were sort of in holding pattern for Tony, Jamie at all in. I now think I was wrong. I've been saying that on the show lately. I now think that's no longer the case uh, because Tony Storm's no longer your champion. Yeah, interesting. Uh, do you want to start with the... Do you want to get into this and start with the main event? Yeah, why don't we? Actually, I feel really positive about the main event tonight. And I feel like... You remember last week's Zoobs. We put out this clip. But I really... Upon watching the clip... And I hope you don't read this as insulting. I really mean it as a compliment. But I think you know, doing the show sometimes, you're looking at the chat... You're passively listening. You're, you're you're sometimes maybe tweeting about the segment, trying to move. The, you're passively taking in stuff in. And I knew that you had made a great point about the women's division, but I, I didn't really realize like how fucking on the nose you were 
uh, in that clip. So I thought it was great that uh, Autumn pulled that. And uh, I thought that tonight, God, Tony, Con did, did Tony Khan see your clip? Did he say, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, here comes the Zoobs. <laughs> I I, this, I can't have this guy off the train. This guy's defending me a lot because, I, I mean, God, could, could not to, that everything has to be framed this way, but could, could Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm have been any more different than Britt Baker in Ty of Valkyrie in basically every way? Yeah, uh, I thought a really great call as well uh, to to make to make the switch, as you said, end off the big number dynamite with a big moment and uh, really like. To your point about the switching off the what we thought all in was going to be like, I didn't expect really a Tony Storm title drop um, either because you're just sort of like what's the whole like, dude, there's a holding pattern. You're not really sure when they're getting to the hater thing. Uh, it ends hater up being really beneficial, I think, to this to this moment because you're sort of like expecting nothing and uh, and getting this great moment and somebody who really deserves it. I mean, talk about. Um, I saw a great point. I think Will Martinez made it of like, she goes from a great point already. She goes from empty arena defense and like, you know, carrying that through a, a really hard time to like the biggest show, the biggest show they have ever had. She gets to defend the title there. That's a, that's a pretty cool payoff. And that's a pretty cool. You can't say she didn't earn that. I mean, that's, that's special. Well, and so totally true. And it feels like a marker of hopefully a new direction because first of all, Tony Storm probably isn't actually in the running for wrestler of the year, okay? Tony Storm's probably not the wrestler of the year. But Tony Storm at the end of the year isn't going to get the respect she deserves because there's been a lot of murkiness in the division. Tony Storm is very reliably being a good part of this division. And this title reign, well, anchored by some booking and all multi-woman stuff, I feel like she's been a highlight whenever she is highlighted. And tonight was no exception. I think it was you who said in that clip, it might have been me, but one of us was very right when they were saying, like, he just is refusing to put two good wrestlers together. And boom, here you go. Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm, they put on what has to be the best women's match for that belt in, in forever on the show. It doesn't have to be rocket science. I would like stuff like this built a little further out, although Shida's been involved with the outcast, sort of getting revenge here. It just sort of felt like the B story or maybe like the group up story with Hater, at least to me. And I just, I found this, this doesn't mean all is forgiven but a little weight off the shoulders and like, okay, let's give Hikaru Shida good opponents on television like that. Let's do that. Yeah. And, and you get a, you get a, as, as you know, you know, from watching uh, sort of combat sports, you're getting a, a new wave of people that are able to challenge for this as well. People that have nothing to do with the outcast, people that aren't running a foul of a That's numbers right. game. There's a whole, you know, I, you can, we've been critical of the division, especially last week, but they're, on the flip side, there is like a, a level of like a baby face that is coming up. We see it in Willow, we see it in Sky Blue, even like there are there are a level of people that have really developed a lot in the last year, year and a half that can make for interesting stuff if they're able to like do real things um, with this run. And I, I think that's exciting. We had laid bare in front of you in tonight's match the difference between a good wrestler trying to bring someone along and have something serviceable, maybe even the, the B person's best match and two people who can just actually go in gear. Okay. What do you bring? What do I bring styles collide? We don't have to worry about 
oh, can you do this as the first step to everything creatively? Like we equal, we're on equal grounds here. And I would love to see this as a, a trend going forward. So to the match itself, I thought it was really fantastic. Hard hitting, everything you come to expect from these two. Great kickouts from the, the Storm Zero, which is unfortunately, we, we got too many pile driver kickouts on Dynamite, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Here. I don't mean to nitpick here, but we got all these people doing uh, pile drivers. Suzuki last week, Tony Storm, John Moxley, all kickouts. This is a legal move in a lot of states. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. And on the band on the band moves list for quite some time. I don't want to get into a world where we are taking away the pile drivers, though. That's nope. not my answer to this. Certainly not. We just we gotta remember how dangerous they are, if you know what I'm saying. Qui Gon Jinnah Juice saying that was maybe the best women's match since Sheeta challenged Hater. I liked that match. I, you know, you watch so much of this stuff, it becomes kind of hard to compare one to one. But I definitely remember liking that one. Like if that was the last best, that could absolutely be right. Maddie Mack correctly pointing out. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, Tony. Yeah, both, <laughs> yeah. both the Tonys. Um, really, really liked everything involving this main event and the future of the women's division. But then I say this to you, Zoobs. Are the, how relative can the outcasts remain with Tony no longer having a belt and Hater no longer the one holding it either? Are the outcasts still a focal point in this division or are we moving on from that chapter? I think you can get to Wembley with them, if that's what you're asking me. Yeah. Like, I think you can get, I think on on Soraya alone, you can get, you can get a moment that feels like it means something, which is really all you're really in search of with these, with these things sometimes, you know? I think you're exactly right. I think uh, that is all you're in search of. And I do think it's Soraya and her at Wembley. Um, I think there was yeah. even a rumor of something they wanted Soraya at all in. It just makes a lot of sense, right? That that can be her retirement match. She doesn't need to win. It'll be a big spotlight. I know she hasn't looked great in moments, but I, I don't know. Someone's going to clip this. I'm going to look like an idiot after she looks horrible at a match. But say la vie. I, I'm willing to say that I don't know that the book is closed on Soraya as like a special event, once in a while, serviceable wrestler. Especially when you're in England. She is a star. Like they're, that is, They haven't done a good job of maximizing that. And she's been available, not available. But they're, she's not forgotten if you if you did like a social media check of everybody on the roster i gotta think she's somewhere in your absolute upper echelon not that that's the only metric but i'm saying in london there's got to be something to do with saray and i think that's where they will go and for sheeta is it just good matches going forward uh after on the other side of that is it or is there somebody i'm missing or is that maybe that's the hater return we get hater for the belt she never lost for sheeta it's I mean, just nice, like you say, there's yeah. options are open. It's not gridlock. You know, not that Tony Storm was gridlock, but the outcast felt like gridlock. You were feuding with that faction. Now it feels like you could sort of jump around a little more. Yeah, all she needs is a, is a, opponents. You know what I mean? I think she's that good. Um, where you she's can, so great. It, it, you know, you can put her in against against baby faces and and heels there. But it's like people that are going to have good matches, and and you can find a way into it. She's good enough as your like measuring stick talk, stick talk at the top of the division to make a lot of different things work. You could you could probably bring Britt Baker into this before Hater's back, and sort of like she faces Britt, and then Hater returns, and we have we have a decision to be made there, and and big conversations on all three of those characters. I think that's probably what I would do. Would be very ready for her and Willow to lock up. Love the shout in the chat from E Prime here saying Sheeta and Athena, LFG. Um, now, it doesn't make the most sense right now, but at some point, just as a matchup, hell yeah. Shout out to Fuego Del Sol in the chat saying that's all she needs in regards to Sheeta and having the, the great matches. That's true. She is one of these people who's just going to get all the attention for being able uh, to do that. Yeah. Plenty of options. 
But that was our main event tonight. I thought really excellent stuff and giving us lots of reason for optimism in the in the weeks and months to come. Exciting stuff on the road to all in Zoops. Yeah, beautiful. And now, Zoops, let's get into a couple of the plugs. 20 minutes into the show. Look at that, a lot of free show, don't you think? Zoops, a little, maybe a little too much, even. It's funny. We're the, now with the plugs, we're at the same spot of the show we would be anyway. Plus, we have the great transition into plugs. <laughs> yeah, I just got to build a little more better segue than saying, well, here we are now. Your least favorite part of the show. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Just watch that over a hemorrhage. And now plugs. If you were here for the first time, we would love it if you hit that follow button. If you were here as a repeat viewer, we would love you to subscribe. You can do it one of two ways. Either you can use your free Amazon Prime subscription. Don't you lie to the zoobs. Don't you do it. He knows you have Amazon Prime. He knows it. And that means you get one free Twitch sub a month. We would love if you choose to use it here. Now, you do have to actively choose to resub. So if you've done it before, we'd really really appreciate if you do go and do that check it takes you about 20 seconds to do it's a great metric for us we get a couple bucks instead of it all going to jeff bezos and zoops tell them about the other great thing about being a subscriber to wrestling frame if you have the twitch emotes you you and you have iMessage, you an iphone you can text those bad boys you keep or kick things with your friends and tanahashi emotes at the end of the day uh it's a great way to communicate it doesn't have to be showtime it could be anytime with wrestling brain uh let's get into some of those people that made the move to resubscribe and listen this says it all starts we started off this week with the parents of mr 50k oh thanks mom and dad i love you guys gotta love it kev sell get get, get a load of this number what's the highest number that you think could be called out here josh in this in this run of names you've heard a lot of numbers get called out week in week out eight (laughs) no kev sell 33 months 33 i thought eight would be the biggest no, well, your parents are at nine, so they are even there. Uh, Tor Penderloin. Kev's still coming up at almost three damn Come years, on. man. That support. Thank you, Kev. Uh, Tor Penderloin. Uh, we used to be on Mondays with the uh, 28 with months while wow wrestling brainwatch Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling. WBCW, yes, of course. <laughs> Any guess other people's kids wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Any guess who that is? Uh, E Prime, 33 months, as I said. Another 33-month club. Uh, Sever won 15 months, saying, holy Sheeta. Uh, 604 Gods with a follow. Thank you. McVander Huge, 25 months, two years. And a month saying, happy 4,000th episode. Pace Foul, 29 months. That's one year, five months. Saying, Uncle Howdy just hit Sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt. We heard that. <laughs> Geesbrecht, 19 months. Uh, give me Chuck Taylor or give me death. Big win. For best friends this week. We'll get into it in a minute here. I'm Ahab gifting one out to Fuego del Sol. Thank you for the new the new chatter. And that's a very kind of you, I am Ahab, to gift out a community sub. That's what it's all Thanks, about Ahab. around here. And as you heard at the very end, Enfield Road, 28 months, adding watch wrestling brain, watch Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling. It's something we have over Dragon Gate. So there's guys over 5'10 in our fed here at Wrestling Brain. In fact, <laughs> all of us. We're, we're all the whole crew. <laughs> Uh, I'm just teasing. Alex had a funny moment in the Wrestling Brain Discord today, trying to get people to listen to a live fish recording. He's like, is th- maybe this is my lot in life, <laughs> you know, trying to selling people on the niche. And you know that I personally respect that a great deal, Zoom. So a big shout to everybody. Thank you for all of that. Thank you to Maddie Mack, plugging Monday Night Program, which we do here on the channel every Monday night in this exact time slot, 7 in the West, 10 in the East, Zooms. It's me and, of course, the heavy of the channel, the slack man, Andrew Seaslack, Torque Penderloin. We're building a wrestling federation in Fire Pro Wrestling. And, uh, Zoobs, there's a, there's a virality around wrestling brain championship wrestling right now. Maybe virality isn't the right word. What about a, a buzz? 
Yeah. Monday night program is, it's hot. It's a hot, it's, it's sort of, it, it, you know, to be honest with you, it reminds me of collision Monday night program. People are, I people are sitting here like, they're like, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Monday night program guy now. And we're like, wow. Reality check for the A show, you know? Yeah, I mean, it does make me feel like we have to bring our A game. Those assholes on Monday are like, it feels like they're they're rising the tide. The the one guy, I feel like he's kind of even doing a me thing. The the other guy, he's got a beard, you know, he likes sports. I mean, wait, it's, it's a little much, don't you think? So thank you for everybody's support on all those programs. Of course, finally, there's comics in the combat zone. That comes out on the Wrestling Brain ta- uh, Twitter or a rather podcast feed every Tuesday. And Zoops, you, you, you better get it while the getting's good. Because CZW is shutting down their streaming service at the end of the month. Oh, boy. Uh, and so the labor of love of my life right now is finding digital copies of every CZW show from 99 to 2023 and putting them on a hard drive. I did that from about midnight to 2.30 in the morning last night. You're going to have to end up throwing that hard drive in like a river. Like, it's not going to be any. <laughs> some of the stuff that you accidentally download in search of those CZW videos. <laughs> the only way out is going to be like, uh, oh, chuck it into the ocean. Oh, sir, sir what is on that hard drive? Uh, <laughs> porn. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, just the worst porn you could ever imagine. <laughs> Some uh, some stuff films, uh, uh, not combat zone wrestling. No. <laughs> uh, oh heavens! Uh, check all that out, uh, and we'll talk more about how to get into the Discord later on in the show. And now, Zoobs, that was me rewinding to the very beginning of Dynamite. We're gonna go now from the bottom to the top as Dynamite 200 opens up with Chris Jericho and Kanosuke Takeshita taking on the team of Dan G and Sam G. Of course, the former. Well, I suppose I shouldn't say, for, I keep saying former Inner Circle members. They're actually resolving this on next week's show, but certainly yes. it doesn't look like they're on a path to becoming stronger than ever. They're, they're no sword and shield, you know. We feel like this as strong as ever. They feel a little, you know. Who knows? Who knows? The mandatory team meeting next week uh, after we see set up. Yeah. Uh, Judas to open episode 200. Can you talk a little bit about Chris Jericho and sort of why he's the right decision to open up Dynamite 200 and sort of just, I know we've been sort of critical of him in moments, although I think we've also defended him in in moments, but whatever you think of where he is now, at the start of Dynamite, you need him. Sure. I mean, it's a, it is sort of like, he's one of the best, maybe the, maybe the best of all time of just like getting himself into everything that ever happens. It's, (laughs) honestly amazing <laughs> um it's honestly amazing uh it does make sense here though right he is sort of a guy that from day one um you are building around as like a as like a maybe he's not the future of your company but he is the he's the current in the past right he allows you yeah. to be a lot of those things um even when you're not you sort of get to fake them till you make them um, he's also the guy that lets you go to the guy right you can yeah. go to John Moxley and say, "Oh, we've got Jericho." You can, you can go to even like some of the people right. who would seem sort of mid card now. You need a roster. Come you on. need people. They've seen Jeff Jarrett sink GFW. Thank you, Qui Gon Jin and Juice, for the subscription with Prime. Saying, "Wrestling brain." Not quite as good as Zoobs at that, but I, I got oh, not bad for me though. Zoobs, I was getting in, there. You're getting in there. the vicinity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, he is. Not the proof of concept, but but integral to magnetizing anything. He's the guy you can send to ESPN. What's this new wrestling thing that's happening? Oh, they've got Chris Jericho. I know that guy. You you really couldn't overstate how important he is to this Fed, I think. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. He's also somehow turned back the clock physically again. 
<laughs> he looks so young tonight. I don't know anybody that seems to just go through ages like Chris Jarrett. I I need to go through something like that. Like over my hair starts turning black again. The the beard goes <laughs> away. How does he do it? Like he looked great out there tonight. Man, if you dyed your hair black, I feel like that'd be trouble for the town. You know, I feel like well, the only thing I keeping thinking, me down is the gray. I was thinking about this uh, with, a, with a fellow bald guy that I know. Where I was like, it'd be, it would be fun if there was like one week a year where I was able to just blatantly wear a hairpiece and no one was able to say anything about it. Oh. It'd be so much fun for me. Have you thought about what hairpiece you would select in that situation? No, I haven't really, but like it would be tons of fun. I would love it. I would love it too. Love this for you, I think they say. <laughs> wear like a hat around. I think that would feel fucking great, I think. Really enjoyed this match probably more than I was thinking to, given some of the Chris Jericho wrestling of late. Uh, that said, the the really cool thing that I thought was done masterfully was the finish of this match, where you have, of course, Callus is convincing Jericho to join the Callus family. Is here with Takeshita. Callus wins the match for Chris Jericho by bashing the fuck out of Garcia with a baseball bat. That looked like a tough guy shot to me. Sending Garcia to the mat. He hits him so hard that Jericho can sort of realistically do a couple seconds of, oh, do I want to win this way? These guys are my protege, da 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 But ultimately, that dirty dog, Chris Jericho, hooks the leg. One, two, three. What did you think of this finish decision for Jericho to at least very almost certainly join the Callus family? Uh, where, where are you on all this? I mean, just continued praise on Callus. Like, everything he touches is absolute gold lately um like bringing people back to life here a little bit with jericho i think like callus is so good that like jericho doesn't even really even need to be as great as you are rightfully saying that he is um but yeah good start listen i love i love dan g he's on my and have been very high on for quite some time you can check the record i have the dan g and you could have jumped off when he started dancing around because you're you're not exactly well now that's only made him stronger right now other people are getting on with the dancing and you're like the whole time the dancing is sublime uh last thing on hair here 1848 mikey saying i just want your comment on this dudes any hair piece has to be with a bandana brother a hulk hogan quote i that that seems like it might make some sense i could yeah i could i'd accept that i'd accept that yeah no problem the transition all right maybe that's the answer thank you Bad News Allen loved this finish. Says, hey, my name is Will. Yeah, me and Bad News, of course, the mentors of both Chris Jericho and Don Callis. And so, yeah, these guys look very likely to be teamed up. We get a little bit more on this later on in the show. Now, Zoobs, there, there were a couple surprises on this Dynamite, but I, I thought this was maybe the most shocking thing I've seen on Dynamite in months this next segment. Maybe years, frankly. Maybe this year. Normal Tony Khan appeared. Who's this guy, normal Tony? What, what, did, did, any, did anybody recognize this? This guy was talking, not vibrating, not ascending to heaven, not trying to contain his spirit within him as he spoke aloud, not not trying to, you know, stop whatever is happening, blinking. Different guy out here, Zoom, saying, thank you to all the staff. Thank you to all the wrestlers. We are on the road to the biggest pro wrestling show of all time all in which is a motherfucker of a thing to say that's pretty cool to be able to say uh i think the term big dick swinging is sort of how uh yeah. <laughs> saying that would become the, the biggest pro wrestling show of all time and then we get an abridged version of the video that they tweeted out today of just moments from dynamite 
200 till now, or sorry, sorry, from zero to 200, a bunch of great moments. Boy, Zoops, our brains are such dog shit. I couldn't believe how much of this I had forgotten watching this. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here, I'm going to do an impression of me every five seconds watching this video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Over and over and over. Uh, boy, Josh, is there any uh, way to... Josh out there auditioning for the uh, new series, Young Macho Man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It down. Can't just start smoking halfway through the show um Zeus, i know this is a big ask but when you watch this video was there any theme to be taken away from it or, or anything that sort of struck you on whole thought it was funny that like the first thing we saw was cody i want to say ah, yeah that jumped out at me too <laughs> which i thought was nice for the record like don't absolutely. tell the fake version this isn't new york like tell it as it absolutely happened. you own the footage show it right that's the whole point of having the footage is showing it um yeah ton, uh, it, it's it's a lot more than i re remember it being I, not yeah that doesn't come out right but like no nope, you nope. were saying earlier today like it's crazy that it's 200 episodes this was like damn this show's been on for a long time already um it's almost four years man crazy crazy four thousand episodes for us 200 episodes for them like it's again a lot 20 of, to a, 1 ratio finally paying dividends it's a lot of volume um i thought they did a good job of this all night actually i think this is the place to talk about it. they basically had it in between every match they would show like history that these two wrestlers somewhere in there had as far back as 2021 or 29 like, there was a lot of um history being shown and and nodded to even even if just briefly i thought that was really effective uh throughout the night totally agree and i know you can't do this on every show because it doesn't make sense but some way of acknowledging your history or even graphics here or there I, I know that we can't focus on the brody lee death forever and getting juice out of it can feel a little icky but seeing him in this like god that feels like a, a place in time like I, I was i think a couple of people in the discord were saying as well like I was emotional watching this video, not tears streaming down my face, but like wrestling brain is inextricably tied to dynamite wrestling brain. Dynamite means a lot to me. And running through this, I was just like, man, like nothing about this show should exist. Like it's so right. unlikely. Like the, you, you talk about that butterfly effect thing or all these different universes in the multiverse. I don't know anything about this stuff, but like, it feels like this is a very unlikely thing to have happened like a spark caught off somewhere called Joey Janela's spring break in combination with Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. That was the, forget what the haters will tell you. That was the, but all, all I digress. It's wonderful. Last week I didn't like the episode and there are weeks that it's like, okay, this feels a little fun. Where are we going? But I was thankful for AW and just, a good weekly television program that more often than not, I greatly enjoy watching and I get to talk about it with you and Maddie after, and it's just in the, in the chat and the whole community we have around this, it all sort of struck me as one big jambalaya during this, this video. So uh, thank you to everybody for this and shout out to AW for building something pretty cool. And shout out to Chuck Taylor, who was in like three or four highlights. No surprise to me, but like minutes on screen versus minutes in the 200 package. It's a good ratio for Chuck. Yeah. He had a big night. Big, big night for Chuck. Big night. So shout out to everybody. And now we get to our first of three. Keep our tickets of the evening, Zoops. I hope you're ready. This is a tough one. I'm raring. 
Everybody keep it or kick it. Of course, the game. I'm going to give you a prompt. You're going to go into the emotes bar. Pick either keep it, which means you like it, kick it, which means you hate it. One of the two is going to be the answer. This prompt, keep it or kick it, Dynamite is the best television wrestling show ever. Keep it or kick it. 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 Show a little fucking respect <laughs> for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> What's your problem? I'm a collision guy, so this is ah! yeah. There you go. Zeus, <laughs> <laughs> roll into the answers. This is more of a Tony complex, but I want to hear him anyway. Anfield Road, Bobby Burritos, The Maddie Max, Steak of Buns. Hey, my name is Will Gritchy. I am a have Yum OJ. Jay's Retro. Fander Huge, the Narwhal, Scoots Brodo, C. Seppa, Trilly McGinnis, Kev Sell, Sludge Williams, Fruits Are Edible, Geese Brecht, Hi, It's Me, RL, Dark Lord, DKL, and Pace Fall, all keeping Sever One kicked, and Maddie Max saying Josh really baited the hook with this one. I was not baiting here. Uh, I think this is an easy keep for me. I understand that Monday Night Raw was good 40 years ago and had had a nice run with Rock and uh, Cold Stone Steve and there's some great stuff going on. And uh, CM Punk gave him some life for a little while there. But hours, I'm telling you right now, if I was on a deserted island and they said you can have the entire Monday Night Raw library to watch or the entire AEW Dynamite Raw uh, library to watch, give me the AEW Dynamite. I'd way rather watch it three times than all of Raw. Yeah, I mean, seeing all these footage tonight, you do realize that there is a ton. Of, there's a, a lot of hours packed in there. Like that is 400. pretty impressive of just dynamite, right? You're, now you have, have pay per views, and you have man. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, television. So yeah, I think you know you're, to your point. Like for a very long, long, long time, like Rob. It, even even when it was at its hottest, like you're saying about like the the very prime attitude era or like CM Punk, uh, there's like no good matches on those shows. There's like yeah, one good match there. a yeah. year. Yeah, there's like one or two good matches ever on on Raw in a given year, and you get them, you get them like three or four times a show sometimes on here. Uh, and you just get like the, years of diarrhea brain guys. Like you just see good talent being used in like the stupidest way possible. Now, again, it's not quite TNA tier. I'll take Raw over Impact. I would just end up drowning myself off the island. I'd be like, oh, well, I'd hit 2009 and be like, well, hope the sharks eat me because Lord knows, Lord knows I'm not going through this again. Fool me twice. Isn't there almost an argument that you'd, if it was like in that scenario alone, it may as well be more stupid? Sure. Yeah. And I guess there's less of it I've seen. I don't know right? the question, but. <laughs> 
to be on a Discord. Or, all right. Well, anyway, enough on that. Uh, we now head backstage where Renee Paquette, former co-worker of the Zooms, don't you forget it, uh, was backstage trying to get a hold of Chris Jericho before she can get in a word in edgewise. I'm loving this. I'm loving the messaging they're sending out, which is Daddy Magic is the, the top dog in JAS without Chris Jericho. As he stops Jericho in the hallway. Again, he's in all business mode like last week. No nonsense. He says, next week, JES meeting. Mandatory attendance. You're going to be there. Stand back. Daddy Magic's coming through, Zoobs. Yeah, sometimes when you're a dad, you have to do this. It is. uh, I I saw maybe some dad energy there. Maybe even some magical energy. I expect they're going to break up next week. Are we going to get a Chris Jericho versus Daddy Magic match? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> These last two weeks would lead you to believe that that would be pretty cool, I think. And he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. I want a taste! I mean, he's running with, he'd be running with Callus, right? So there, there'll, be a, there'll be a lot of different ways this gets uh, machinationed out. Absolutely. And now here he is. It's Hollywood Jack Perry. And uh, people are booing him, and uh, I'm at home booing him as well. I don't know if our reasons are the same, but everybody's booing. And he's got the FTW belt. He's shirtless, but he's got gear on and a leather jacket, so I think it's actually a good look. But then he hops on the horn and is swiftly interrupted, thank God, by Jerry Lynn. Now, Zoob's credit to AEW. Last week on the show, I said, how the hell are you going to advertise me a Jungle Boy versus Jerry Lynn face-off? On dynamite. Well, there was only a, a a Trojan horse, I guess you'd say. As Jerry Lynn makes clear, there's not a doctor on earth that would sanction me to wrestle with all these screws in my neck and my head's all ruined and my body's destroyed. But I called up one of my good friends, and I think he's willing to accept your challenge on my behalf. Pantera's walk hits the speakers. The crowd knows what to do. The whole effing show is in the building. Rob Van. Damn, enters. Zoops, say what you want about ECW. It is eternal. If you were one of the 11, 12 guys that WWE told you made ECW, those guys are over forever. They're over forever. It's it's truly crazy. Like the RVD pop here is enormous. And the respect. Walk. It was like they were in ECW Arena. Everybody knew the gimmick. It was it was genuinely good to see. And uh, G. Richie's right. I thought uh, Rob Van Dam looked good instead of his signature uh, singlet because he wasn't here to wrestle. He didn't have a tie dye singlet on. We're just like to believe he wears tie dye tank tops around all the time. Which, <laughs> it, for all I know, adds up it, to me. Yeah, you know, it totally does. Zooms, tell us a little bit about your relationship with RVD and uh, if you came alive at all to see him here and what him versus Jungle Jack does for you if that is the match at Wembley, which it is. I mean, having just said all that stuff about Monday Night Raw, uh, you know, uh, RVD wrestled in that era. It was quite a long time ago. Um, expectations are fairly low. Um, this could be something that Jack gets something out of. It's going to be neat. It's it's going to it's going to feel cool. It feel special attraction, I guess. Um, I don't expect again, you know, uh, I don't expect a ton. I, I I like RVD. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm as over with RVD as like everybody else seems to be. I like RVD fine. Come on. Um, you put your hand up like, like you thought I was about to assault you. No, no. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> I like RVD fine. It's not, it's not as big a pop 13. for me in 2023 sort of thing, I think. Luck number 13 says Irish Mac 21. 
I would have gone with Irish Mac 21 then. But Come like on. Thank you to the Zang Zone celebrating Wrestling Brain 4000 with us. Wouldn't be here without Sick Nick. There's, there's a guy always in this channel's uh, DNA. Uh, big response for RVD. Zoobs is a little hype, but I gotta be honest, Zoobs, I'm probably more with you than people would think. The mo- here, Okay, I'm gonna give you both sides. Here's the most positive take on it I can think of. It's actually kind of interesting use of Jungle Jack, who I think's talking is very weak, to put him in with RVD, who I also don't think is a great talker, and lean on Jack's in-ring prowess. It's very going to be easy for him to do heelish things against somebody as beloved as RVD, especially for that belt. That RVD's promo that he says right after this is pretty compelling, where he's like, look at all the belts that I've made and then retired. Like, I'm going to do this for my friend Taz. Like, I'm going to win this belt, put a little prestige on it, and re-retire it like it should have been. So I like the approach here, and I think it will serve its purpose of I think Jungle Boy will be very booed and RVD will be very cheered. But yeah. the real me is just like, I'm just not all that size. Like, there, there's a lot of match for RVD like there's a lot of matchups for RVD that I would get out of bed for more than Jungle Boy and even then like my need I've drank in so much ECW and I've also lived through so much forced ECW nostalgia that I think it just hits a little bit differently for for I, I don't think I'm alone but living through the hardcore justices in TNA or like I'm sure you remember Zeus when the network came out ECW had like this whole second life and lots about it so this feud I don't feel maybe as teeth in as I should be, but I see what they're doing and it really just isn't super gripping to me, but I think it's a fine piece of booking and I understand how they got there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the same way with, I'm the same way there with you basically a line. It's not, uh, it's not one of the things that I'm going to say, like I'm super looking forward to the thing next week. Talk to me, chat. Are you, are you excited? Or is where's, where's jungle or yeah, people on RBD here? Because I, I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little bit like this feels like something that I wouldn't have watched on TNA 10 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I would have watched it on TNA 10 years ago. Maybe <laughs> when you talk about the island tape that you would throw in the garbage, like sometimes a few too many people from that show are on this show for my taste. Yeah, no, and I do understand that. I don't think you can lean on ECW forever. I also would have rather seen the Sandman, but it is what it is. There's one guy you can still get me hyped for. You get the man of sand coming down from the bleed. And you know Tony would shell out for Metallica. Should bring in Scott Steiner, I think. Well, you know about my bet between Scott Steiner and Sandman, I think. (laughs) I left field here. Stop the poo-flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. Stop the poo-flavored one. Rick Nash tag. I'm filled with bugs. Dropping the beef on this one. I'm filled with bugs. Stop the poo-flavored one. Ready, ready? Second, it's the second go round on this one. <laughs> so it's the second. <laughs> I'm grooving. I'm filled with bugs. You did ask what the chat thought. Oh, I think this one's also a soft fade too, right? Yeah, I think it is.
Thank you to Rick Nashtag, bringing my energy up. Indeed, I am the poo-flavored one. Fill the bugs. Fill the thing. Night, Rick Nashtag. Enjoy your night, man. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, high three RLs, they can start RVD. It should have been 911. I don't mind that take. I don't even I know who 911 is. We should do a ECW watch thing sometimes. Show the Zoobs ECW. I mean, I've seen parts of it. Yeah. We okay, just need we'll to show the Zoobs parts of ECW he hasn't seen before. We need yeah. to. I was just thinking of when we used to watch it with Ducharme, uh <laughs> Sandman versus Sabu. That match, so Matt. It will warm your heart like it did mine. I have a grab bag of matches that I do one month. I do a late night stream yeah. uh, once a month for the Discord. And I have a grab bag of 20 matches. And that match was sitting in the bag forever. Like just nobody. Let's say it was number 19 or whatever. It's just a number nobody ever called. And I was like, ah, oh, that's probably okay. I'm not really sure. It's sure. Like you can really follow these like Noah classics with Sandman versus Sabu. <laughs> it played and people were like. This is the fucking best. What? <laughs> like they're just losing, losing their mind. If you haven't seen Sandman vs. Sabu at November to remember '97, come on, do yourself a favor. Um, <laughs> really, really wonderful stuff. But Zoobs, if you hadn't seen all of ECW, you got maybe a preview of what it could look like in 2023 in this next match. It's a triple threat between Trent Beretta, John Moxley, and Pentagon. Pentel Zero M. Pentagon Jude. You know the guy I'm talking about. I do. I Ray do. Phoenix's brother. Pentagon Dark. Pentagon Dark. Pentagon Esquero. Yeah, lots. that's right. <laughs> He's got lots. Um, and, and oh, good God, man. First of all, like you correctly pointed out earlier, love is Trent's walking out. They're showing clips from his parking lot brawl. And like, yeah. look at this guy and this history and how good he can be in hardcore matches. Penta comes out. He's got just immaculate looking gear in black and red, looking like he's ready to kill. And then the god of no holds barred, wild thing hits the speakers. John Moxley comes out, and Zeus. I just, I just, oh man, I was taken away during this match. I don't know if this is the best match on Dynamite in a while, but I would have this much fun just watching a wrestling match in in a minute. Give me this over Kenny Vikingo, you know. It's uh, three guys, two masters of plunder in there, and Trenton Mox, and I mean just all over the place this match is tumbling violence pile drivers onto barbed wire bat zoops did you drink in this match uh as heavily as i did a nice celebration on dynamite 200 of like part of the beauty of this show is like there's just insanely violent matches <laughs> like every couple of weeks they're just like for, sometimes for great reason sometimes for sometimes they do that like this sometimes it's for no reason then <laughs> they just have three guys go out there and have insane depth fine matches because that's what the fed is that's what that's what AEW is so i viewed this as like a real celebration i think i was in the same mood as you a little bit here where it was like sort of celebrating this episode 200 as as like a, a grander view of what AEW is i think for us um i felt that way about this i was just like this is such a nice little celebration of like this is what watching AEW is you have these masters three three masters of like the plunder the modern plunder weapons match like it's like it's these three guys basically um really really cool really cool just like so fun yeah i love that call as it being like a representative of whatever makes up the body of aw they have raised the ceiling for violence on television in wrestling by an enormous amount. people sometimes hear that i watch deathmatch wrestling and it's like oh holy shit i don't know if i could watch that it's like do you watch aw every week it's like yeah it's like 
you could for sure. Like you might get a little tired of it. Be like, wow, this is a lot of that stuff, but certainly your stomach can handle it. Like if you, if you can watch blood and guts, if hell, if you can watch the tiger driver on Kenny Omega, you could right. probably watch like a glass tube to the back. I would think, um, but maybe not. I thought, uh, you know, me Zoops, I don't always have the best mind for commentary, but I thought there was a really good call here saying that Trent had just wailed into Mox with a chair and commentary said, you know, there's a good shot on Mox, but like, do you really want to wake up Mox with a chair shot? Like, do you want to remind them there's weapons around? I just thought that's like, because you see that happen in fights, right, Zoobs? You watch a lot of uh, actual combat. You hit a guy with a punch and sometimes like their mind just goes to throw that same punch. Like it's just how people's brains work in fighting. So, oh, he got me. Going to get him back with that thing. Like, you, you see that happen in fights like a moment later or guys fighting that instinct to not do it. Um but man, a shoulder tackle from Mox into Penta through a table in the corner is like sort of a was, giant highlight of this cool. match. Yeah, it was so cool. Oh my God. Camera got all of it too, which was very nice to see. And then there's a sequence. I didn't write it out step for step because I was just really, really enjoying myself watching this, but I'll try to do it from memory. It's very close to the end of the match. Mox hits a pile driver into tax. It's broken up with a weapon shot. And that's where Trent runs in for the finish. I'm just like, you can't, no one bad could execute this. Right. Like, no, this is so, there's so much at play to get here and we've arrived and now we have to execute this and we're beating the fuck out of each other. And it's, just, you have to tip your hat to these guys. I thought this was uh, a hoot to watch three experts well in their lane, but maybe most excitingly, Trent pins Pentagon. Off of Mock's offense, like I pointed out, granted, but it's it's nice to see Trent get this. We now, in the post-match, as BC... Okay, so th that happens. Claudio and Wheeler come out, and you think, Trent and Penta are in trouble. I, I don't like the sounds of this. Out comes Orange Cassidy to try to even the odds, and I go, Trent's fucked. Big fucking Chuck storms out, runs them off, grabs the microphone they're giving chuck the horn and he said you don't think we want a piece you want to dance you think you're violent this friday on rampage parking lot brawl to bcc versus best friends oops they got me watching rampage uh love the idea to get chuck to trent to win here as well i, I thought the cool like was gonna note the finish as well like he just runs in and throws a knee to mox right at, right at the end to get him off and then grabs the pin i thought really savvy and uh, I just reminded that like best friends and the whole gimmick, like they're also very smart. Like, they're very smart as in, in their casualness. It's like really great. And, and this is a situation where that awareness would come into play, right? Sort of that being a guy who's been in multi-mans and being a guy who's trios experience and all that stuff, sort of this strategy comes into play and, and nice to see. Um, yeah, big, big Chucky T. I, I, I was like a rampage. Call somebody on. Call somebody no. on, on, to ramp. Couldn't this go on collision? <laughs> Come on, believe in yourself. Challenge in one collision. Collision looks uh, so good this week too. But nonetheless, we are going to get. I hope that parking lot brawl is not the end, because I want BCC versus best friends as a feud. I want it. I need it. Can you imagine Chuck? And you don't need orange. Chuck, he's he's doing his whole thing. Chuck and Trent. Versus Claudio and Mox. Awesome. Oh, I forgot to mention, Chuck throws a chair at Claudio's head in the middle of this while he's, you know, busy doing Kentucky gentleman shit. 
He's lucky he didn't a, have to eat a, a, a awful waffle into the tax. I thought that's what I thought that's what they were closing with, to be honest with you. Because eventually they had mocks like uh, the four wolves. They were just like surrounding him. I was like, oh my god, they, is this all feeding into a Chuck? <laughs> I would I, like, wow, I wouldn't be... have been here. There'd be no yeah. post show if just be you and Matt talking about the show. <laughs> my head would be on the moon. That's what I thought they were doing. I thought they I literally did think for a second. I was like, it's a Chuck. Awful waffle on mocks into the tax is how they're ending this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I give us that. It. it must be the, that must be how they're ending the Wembley show. Has to be only thing that could send seventy five thousand people home happy. <laughs> uh, all to say, I've just really enjoyed this match. You can only do this if you're experts. Bad versions of this match suck. Three people just sort of wailing each other with weapons, and I thought this match laid bare. Like, here's what happens when somebody. Three really good people do this style of wrestling. This idea of garbage, hardcore, or whatever people have in their minds for this stuff. You're, you're in yesteryear's phenomenal stuff. Bobby Rito shouting out, right, the parking lot brawl is back at Daly's place, too. G- great point. Home of the OG. Scoots Brodo saying there's a Seattle collision set 30. It's very cool. You're going to go, Scoots, man? And quite gone, Gin and Juice saying, lights out after the main event in Wembley. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> the real main event. That's a great shout. <laughs> Let's get back into that program they call AEW Dynamite Zoobs, if you don't mind. This is where we get RVD backstage with Renee. I sort of talked about this in the segment on whole, but he just says that he wants to take this belt and restore it to honor and then retire it. This is, I actually, for the FTW belt, that's actually like a pretty compelling angle, I think. Yeah, makes sense. That's something that uh, fits in. Which uh, I have to, yeah. And fits his history, as as he points out so eloquently. Zoobs. MJF is out to an enormous reaction, and not every wrestler can do this. In fact, not many people can do this. But MJF is an actual good actor, at least on some degree, because from second one of MJF walking out, you know that we're getting a slightly nicer, more babyface version of MJF. And it's not anything he's doing differently. He's been doing babyface motions with Adam Cole for weeks. He is emitting something that is, I'm talking about before he talks, he obviously goes on to show it, but from minute one, this pro is coming out with the world champion around his belt or world championship around his waist. Does not feel at all like he just lost his opportunity at the tag team titles last week. And before we talk about the segment, I want to get to our second keep it or kick it of the evening, if that's okay with you. Yes, indeed. This statement, head on over to your emotes bar if you're a subscriber. The keeps and kicks are coming out. Here we go. Keep it or kick it. This statement. At the end of his career, MJF's peak will have been as a face, not as a heel. Talk about vintage episodes. Talk about classic episodes. Talk about legacy. 
still got the touch to go right down the middle on and keep it or kick it. I said I uh, had it. I didn't have it in me anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, the haters, they're always at my door. Doug Crap keeps. Bobby Burrito's kicks. Gritchy keeps. Sludge Williams kicks. Seventh Offensive keeps. Pace foul kicks. Stake of Buns and Maddie Mack both keep. But then Tully McGinnis and Heinz Miarel both kick. Then it's kicks from Qui-Gon Jin and Juice and Giesbrecht. And one keep from C Suffer 55. I think it's either exactly even or kick has one more. And where so would you there be you... on this one, Zoops? Uh, maybe. I don't know, man. He's so good at being a heel. He's so fucking good at it. Um, I think I'll keep though. I think he's mm. got a real ceiling that he that seems uh, unbelievable, and I think we might, we might get to a point where it's like you're just like wow, in awe of the everything this guy has accomplished, and everything that he is. Yeah, and it's uh, I would kick it, even though I hear everything you're saying there. For me, and who knows, it's probably a bit more likely maybe that it would be as a baby face. But I feel like the bigger baby face he becomes, the more that can fuel how big of a heel he becomes. Like to use Adam Cole as an example, his tag team partner. There's so much Adam Cole that people want to see. Story time, boom, this, baby. That if you start removing the things they want to see, you can draw heat that way. And people want MJF so badly as a baby face now, as we learned in this segment tonight. And I think that you can flex that. And I think that his ultimate biggest run will still be as a heel because I just think they're rarer that he can do at his level. Um, sure. And I think people will be, you would need a giant heel to match him. If only there was one on the roster. But <laughs> MJF's out to a huge reaction, acting a lot more babyface. And he talks again about his attention deficit hyperactive disorder, the ADHD that these are his terms, not mine, got uh, this Jew boy bullied in high school. Um, I feel like I, I can I say that word from quoting him. That's that's what he said. Yeah, so you can say it. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm just quoting him, but I, now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have said that aloud. Who knows? Uh, but Adam Cole is showing him the way. He thought because of all the bullying in his past that he had to put on a hard exterior, that he had to stab people in the back before they stabbed him because he had never been shown any kindness. But Adam Cole has changed this. Not anymore, Zoobs. He started to warm up to the idea that he's a scumbag, but he's ready to be your scumbag. And this gets a crowd chant of, he's our scum, or you're our scumbag. <laughs> you're our scumbag. I mean, that's just like really, really great stuff from MJF, I thought. And a, uh, yeah, it must be nice for him to get to flex this different skill set instead of always doing the, the heel, you stink, your fat thing. Yeah, uh, I think that this is extremely good. Yeah, he even says it's easy for him. To, it's easy for him to do that. This is what's this is what's hard is is being in the baby face. Um, I think that's I think it's a cool thing, a cool like thing to see him struggle with. We don't see that exact story getting told where the guy's like very much acknowledges that he's not you could say naturally a heel. It's just like the world has made him into a heel, and he acknowledges it. I think is sort of a really interesting angle to take that I don't know that I've seen anybody do before. And one that's relatable. I, I, I'm sure, I, well, I'll just speak for myself. I've definitely been in environments where it's like the best way for me to get through this is to be like the more callous, less engaged version of myself. 
Like that's right. the best way for me to approach this situation. And what MJF is talking about is just sort of a long-term extension of that. And I think it's really cool. His man, Adam Cole is out and he says, MJF or Max, you are not alone. I used to be a, a jerk. And he starts talking a little bit about his time in the undisputed era and always leaning on others. And he says, but I've changed and you've helped me too. I love you, Max. Then MJF does a little will he won't they, but then he says, you know what? You deserve a shot at this title, Adam. I'm going to be a man of my word. Wrestle me for this title at all in. The crowd loves this. Cole, I love you too. They exchange a big hug. I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody here. I was definitely watching for like, a, oh, are they going to pull something here? Set up the match. Instead, they hug. They go and do their double clothesline taunts on the respective turnbuckles to giant crowd reaction. And just really, really awesome stuff, I thought, here. Uh, we cut backstage. Roderick Strong is furious. <laughs> and uh, don't worry. He's befriended by Matt Taven. And, uh, or sorry. Uh, yeah, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. There you go. Things are looking up. Yeah, so maybe we get Roderick Strong to the kingdom. Yeah, perfect. Just just sort of outside of the soups. Who would you rather hang out with? MJF and Cole or the Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Just act like if you were in Roderick Strong shit. I get why he's so upset, right? I get upset. <laughs> how you end up in backstage things with, with Matt Hardy's family. That's sort of how it happens. Oh, it absolutely is. But uh, I thought Roddy did a good job of being mad here. And yeah, in terms of like being looking like a huge wiener in the back with in a neck brace throwing tables and crying. He looks amazing at that. Yeah, a little too natural, some are saying. And now people are going to think I'm joking here, and I, I apologize that this is the case. It was time for the Elite, their return to Dynamite, taking on Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Uh, my neighbor came over and needed help during this match. I caught the last minute or two of this match. <laughs> so someone else has to tell me if this was any good. I will. I will go back and watch it. So I've able to see, say that I've seen every minute of AEW Dynamite. I saw the finish. Uh, obviously, I don't have much to say about the match. I did not. I did not see this match. I will say uh, it's a temperature thing, right? If you're one of the people that is able to convince themselves that you are enjoying the fun Jeff Jarrett matches in 2023, I think you would have found it fun. If you have a visceral reaction to that, maybe not. Uh, it was. It was fun. It was decently fun. Um, Decent and fun are words that mean skip to me, for the record. Yeah, fair. Like, yeah, my official recommendation to you, if you were like, I'm not, you, you're already going to watch it. So my recommendation to you is to not watch it. But um, if you're someone who's not viscerally offended, again, yeah. The Jeff, not, here's, here's what I'm watching for. Did Jeff do the bump? Did anybody see where he like backs up into the turnbuckle, grabs the rope, and then just sort of rolls under? That, I almost like start looking for that. That's a great, man, if there was ever a way to get hit and take no damage, it's, it's like, oh, I'll run backwards. Like, oh, nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> they um, tease uh they teased kenny getting uh satnam sing up for the one-winged angel it was pretty it was pretty it was like whoa that's a feel like a big moment um but yeah my tolerance for seeing jay lethal is pretty low um so it goes uh this is just a hit a cross the... body which was pretty like yeah. a big man cross body. i like seeing satnam get in the ring to be fair yeah yeah me too so in all these things i i like seeing satnam get involved at all um the rest of it was just sort of like a bit of a house show vibe, bit of a get the guys out and say hello and the theme music plays part of the show. Nice. Maddie Mack, let me know. Jarrett took a buckshot onto his back or do you do like a slow fall onto his hip? These are, these are important questions. 
I bet the gamble man was a sort of fell sideways slowly did not throw himself at the mat like he just got slung by a lariat from six feet away but i haven't seen it i'm with g richie Tottenham rules i, I want to see more of him although at this point it's like i've been hanging around with jeff jarrett and dutt for two, feels like two years at this point if you're going to pull the trigger on this guy is like a big giant that he was sort of brought in and was uh those days feel a little gone maybe yeah fair enough Maddie Max not watching it again. I'll watch it tonight. I'll let you know. There you go. But this is all really about the post-match angle. I get the sense of anyway. As Kenny says, what's on your mind, Hanger? I love when he calls him Hanger. What's on your mind, Hanger? And Hangman Page says, well, some big news broke today. The Elite have signed for di- to AEW. Looking forward to the next 400. Kenny Omega says, yeah, and that's very exciting. From Dynamite to Rampage, to pay-per-views. Heck, even Collision. Uh, You will be seeing the Elite. Here's to 4,000 more. Adieu, goodbye, and good luck. I'm glad they they made this seem like a big deal on the show that they re-signed. It it is very good. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's fun to talk about contract things and learn about contracts and count that stuff down. Um, Yeah, man. He says Collision. CM Punk has the X over the E. I'm I'm thinking AEW is going to have a strong end of the year this year. I feel it too. Collision looks fucking wicked this weekend as an aside. What else is new? Am I right? It's almost like there's one guy just being like, no, no, no. Everything has to make sense and everything's going to relate and sort of bleed into each other. One person is looking at the show. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it seems like he has a great mind for the business. Or she has a great mind for the business. Yeah. He's probably drawn a lot of money before. I'm guessing. Mogul Embassy. God, I love this here, Zoobs, as we go backstage and it's Nana, AR Fox, and Swerve Strickland who look so fucking cool together. And they say, stupid Nick Wayne gave out the location of his training school on television the other week. Why don't we go pay him a visit? Hey, turds, as they kick in the door to the Buddy Wayne training school. And they start to beat up Nick Wayne. And okay. You you want to become one of my guys? You you want the fast track? You say, hey, how do I get a little praise on a double dude out of the mouth of uh, the gray ball? How, do, how does that happen? I'll give you the answer. Blade in a talking segment. That's how you become one of my... Let them spill your head onto your father's training mat in a garage somewhere in Washington. This was awesome. This felt like an like a invasion off, hey, we're making this a personal problem. They get Darby Allen on the phone. And, hey, you hear this? Awesome segment, Zoobs. I, I loved everything about this. More, 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 more of this kind of stuff, please. Man, this was fucking so tight. Um, this was so sick. I can't even, like, I was, like, blown away. I was like, this is <laughs> the fucking sickest thing that's been on this show in a long time was sort of my vibe. Um, total rehab of AR Fox in one week. Yep. He just, like, Nick Wayne is... I love that Nick Wayne's like absolutely covered in blood and his face doesn't unlock the phone because uh, he's so bloody. Yeah, his and, face like, is all jacked. Unlock it. Uh, and they make him unlock it to his face and call Darby. Man. And then Darby and everyone's picks so up. good in the zoobs. Every, no one's like the clunky sturf deliverer. Darby picks up and uh, he's like, yeah, what's up? It's like, no. <laughs> it's, it's AR Fox. And man... How good is Swerve on the phone here, too? See how easy it is to make a phone call? 
Oh. Uh, unbelievable. I love unbelievable that as the stuff. fulcrum at the center of this feud is that it's like, okay, Darby, you're going to claim that I trained you and you let me stay at your house for the last, for years ago. That's really cool. Except why haven't I heard from you in the last four years since you got to a major like cell phone one i i love that as a, a genesis for a feud more off location angles please they're just interesting to look at and everybody here just played their role i thought to the to the nth really a fantastic uh back the uh, pre-cut backstage not backstage just a pre-tape really awesome yeah man unbelievable um and that doesn't even, not even covering the like the shot is from a picture frame him and his dad and they leave it on like oh my goodness like brilliant brilliant this is brilliant television this is like man they're making nick wayne into the biggest star it definitely feels like they have a focus on him again i don't think he needs to win much in the beginning but he's in these you think about those darby interviews introducing these people is very meaningful to him both ar fox and nick wayne it's just really nice bookending here. Now this happens. It's like, where does that put Darby? These two, I don't know. It's great. It's just really, really good. Yeah, man. I'm really impressed. Bob Rito saying, remember Meltzer being choked? Nick Wayne lost his debut. I actually didn't know that. That makes sense, I, though. I didn't know that either. Good job, Dave. Dave Meltzer Show. That's us. Yeah. Are you talking about Wrestling Observer Newsletter or our show, about, Dave Meltzer? Talking about, you're talking about our show, Dave Meltzer. Did show. I say that? I don't think that happened on here. Yeah. You got it. From here on out, we are Dave Meltzer, and Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter is the yeah. other thing. We're DMS Dave Meltzer and WLN. Show. Yeah. This is Dave Meltzer Show. Welcome to Dave we're Meltzer. We're Dave Meltzer. The 4,000th <laughs> episode of Wrestling Raid. It's Dave Meltzer Show. And we are, yeah, similar to how we're short sword and shield. We are collectively Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah. All the robots come together. Uh, agree with Dave, Fast Dave 17. Slow, slow, progressive build is the way for Nick Wayne. Yeah, he's 18. He's yeah. slow, Dave, and I agree. Uh, Australian Open versus Vikingo and Commander. I thought this match actually kind of didn't deliver on what I thought it was going to be, and I didn't think I was going to like what it was. I thought it was going to be like super high-end athletic spinny flippy counter 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 um i thought it was just kind of like a more straightforward match than i was expecting of course shout out to vikingo who a lot of his strikes and offense do just look like incredibly crisp and on the money i don't especially like when he really really gets going i feel a little fatigued by just like the influx of that on the show lately but his the back kick he opens up with and like the chops to the body He's a really, this guy's i think commentary even says it. he's like he's so aware of his body and he obviously is um how's all the open hit your ears subes or that did you have something else you want to say on this match that one dude is uh very strange looking you know see, <laughs> talking about kyle or mark uh, kyle's a strange looking Kyle's a strange looking fella i was like really struck by it he could grow um, into like a shingo v type i feel like he might need to shave his head it might be my advice for him very weird looking haircut um, you're saying he might need to play bald it's coming for him eventually and he's got a lot of time but i think it might help him um comes for us all eventually i mean it doesn't have to you can doesn't have to um you can go to but, turkey yeah exactly exactly right or the the bold privilege week that people were talking about earlier oh um, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> uh I think they're, 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 they're they're a big strong tag team with they seem like a world-class tag team agreed um that in roh you're able to have hold up the division 
Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think Fletcher seems to be like a, a pretty interesting, like pretty clear to see it. I can, I can see For it sure. pretty clearly. I love the physicality and how different their double team moves. Like they have this endless encyclopedia of double team moves that are like strike based and there's tosses and cat. Like I, I'm really impressed with how they work as a unit. Yeah, I like sure. them a lot. Better than I initially thought they were. I think the FTR match a while ago, the Japan one was sort of my turning moment for them. But I, I really, I just enjoy their work. Very, very reliable. I, I would I would happily put any set of belts on them and have good week-in, week-out matches. Again, this reminds me a bit of the women's division. I would have liked to have seen them against a tag team. Right. Like Vikingo and Commander are not a tag team. Well, and Vikingo like, and Commander, I mean, this, on, on this one is... Uh... A little, they do get a little bit like run in place sometimes where there's like they're they take the first two steps standing still because they're like okay let me stand up let me set up here and get there it's a little bit it gets a little bit much for me with those with just because we've seen it so much lately i think um but obviously as you said like vikingo is like a crazy physical talent um not a huge commander guy no i don't diet, think for a diet vikingo for sure Sorry, Maddie. Diet Vikingo. I feel like, like, I don't even put, the, like, I don't even feel like they're similar. Like, Commander's literally just going for those four spots. Like, it's all rope stuff. Vikingo at least can strike and do the 630s. Like, Commander just wants to run on those damn ropes. Come on! <laughs> he does love to run on the damn ropes. Thank you, Doug Crap, for the sub. Hey, Doug. Gifted numerical toast. So kind. Numerical toast. Enjoying the, the benefits of uh, Doug Crap's generosity. We move on to a wonderful recap of what CM Punk was up to on Saturday, uh, building to him and Ricky Starks on this week's collision. CM Punk was calling out the elite. He was calling out Starks for another one. I'm, of course, very excited for this one. Zoops, I know you don't, you're not necessarily the biggest collider on earth, but uh, any of this stuff get you to like go back and watch, or is it like. Yeah, I watch, I watch all the CM Punk segments. I'll say that much. Yeah. But collision i can't miss that gotta see what's going on so yeah it's interesting it's gonna be cool bring me punk please uh but i like that they are doing because dynamite gets time on collision so i'm glad to see that you know you get these you know maybe the walls are coming down a little bit can he mentions collision you get to see him yeah oh that. the walls are down the the walls are coming down i think for sure the belt thing was the first like oh yeah here we go and that was aw dynamite tonight soups awesome <laughs> 